know, if I had any kind of talent at all with percussion, then you could actually do something with that. I guess that's one of the blessings or one of the curses of being around home for a while. You start to figure out some of the different things like uh, just tapping on your microphone stand. Well, hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. Each week, we talk about how to make the most of your business as an independent contractor, as a courier delivering for gig economy apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, and so many others. Well, hey, my friends, how are you holding up out there? Hopefully everything is going okay, that you're keeping yourself safe, and uh, you know what, folks? We're going to get through this thing. You know, I know for some of us, this whole thing has led to a lot more business and maybe an increase in income, and in some areas, it's probably led to a decrease in income, maybe even a complete stop in income. So how do you get through that, and how do you start, maybe, maybe this is the time to start thinking about alternative ways of making money of, uh, or maybe of using this time maybe as an opportunity to make some changes. Now, personally, I found, you know, the last two weeks, um, I'm starting to get a little more time in between deliveries, but the deliveries were paying better just because I think, you know, people were kind of a little more recognizing the fact that we're going out there and maybe tipping a little bit better. But, you know, it's, it's funny because it was like, you know, doing a little bit fewer deliveries, but making more money. And lately I'm noticing even more and more of a pause. And so I think it's just because basically the delivery supply and meaning the drivers has become even greater than whatever the increase is in the demand. So yeah, we've got more deliveries going on out there. I've, I've read that it's up by about 30 or 40%, but you've also got an awful lot more people out there driving. A lot of people that did this part-time are going full-time. A lot of people that haven't done this at all are starting to do this because they need to replace their income. So what do you do in that situation, especially if you know it slows you down, if it decreases your income because it's slowing things down? And for some people, you know what, the risk just isn't worth it. And I've heard from many people that, you know what, they've got they've got people at home that are a little more at risk. And so they're just not going to take that chance at all. And uh, other people just choose, okay, we're going to find some other things to do. But, you know, the question is, can you afford to lose that income? And what do you do now that your stream of income has been reduced or it's disappeared? And um, and then I think you add to it on top of it. I've talked about this before, but that whole uncertainty around the future of the gig economy and uh, delivery in particular. You know, I don't know if you caught this, but in the middle of all this craziness, then the New York State Supreme Court just ruled that Postmates and couriers are employees. This is the state Supreme Court. There's nowhere further to go beyond that. It's a final decision. This is not the same thing as legislation like AB5 in California or uh, what's being proposed in other places where it's about laws that define what is an independent contractor or an employee. Because even with legislation, you know, the companies are trying to find ways to dance around. They're using the legalese. They try to make a case that the legislation actually doesn't apply to them. But this is an actual court decision. And it's from the highest court in the state. And it says, yes, yes, all of this stuff does apply to Postmates. And so, guys, the reper repercussions on this could really be huge. Because that decision can then eventually, it can apply 
because there's a decision there and the, the basis of the decision really does apply, that it could impact Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Instacart, Amazon Flex, you know, so many others that are using the same model in the state of New York. Now, it is just a New York decision, but it could have a ripple effect, you know, and and this could be the first domino to fall in really changing the outlook of our industry. So on top of this pandemic, you know, now we've got some things starting to happen that actually could just change the industry altogether. Because what happens now in New York? You know, uh, Postmates, all of these companies, they've got a decision to make because they can't they can't just get around it anymore. There is a court decision. And so they've got to make a decision. Are they going to then continue working and use employees and roll out an employee model or they pretty much have to shut down in New York and New York's a big part of, uh, you know, any of these companies uh, income. And so, yeah, that could be a, just a huge ripple effect. And if some of these companies are really struggling to keep up with what's going on nationwide, you know, could this just kind of become the first domino to fall that uh, kind of signals the end of this whole gig independent contractor delivery thing? And if that happens, how does that impact us? And, uh, you know, the question would be, do you do you want to be an employee if that's the only option for doing delivery? So, guys, this really might be the best time to really start finding out what the opportunities are that are next for you. Start figuring out where are you going to go from here? Now, early on in this podcast, in episode seven, and you can go back and listen to it, you can go to entrecourier.com slash seven to get back to that. But we talked about uh, developing an exit strategy. And maybe all of these events are kind of coming around to really make you think a little more about that. So we'll talk about some of the same things and some things that are a little bit different. But, you know, um, there's a well-known entrepreneur named Pat Flynn with Smart Passive Income. And he tells a story of kind of a similar time in his own life to this. And this goes back to the crash of 2008. Uh, he talks about it in his book, um, Let Go, How to Transform Moments of Panic into a Life of Profits and Purpose. And uh, a lot of us can kind of understand that, uh, you know, right now, I think a lot of people can kind of understand that idea, that moments of panic. You know, what are you going to do when the economy is collapsing? What are you going to do when you get this pandemic that is just changing everything? And uh, back in 2008, you know, we kind of had this meltdown in the economy. And uh, Pat was an architect and he was about, he was engaged to get married. Everything's coming up and the crash in 2008 happened. And, you know, I had a couple of friends who were architects, so I know how that goes because I know what happened to them. They were laid off and the same thing happened to Pat. So here's this big change about to happen in his life and he's ready to kind of get started with life with, within family and this happens. And now what do you do? And Pat will tell you, though, that in, in the end, you know, there, there was a, he talked about how many times he watched the movie Back to the Future, uh, just just the way it was impacting him and what it was doing to him. And when he finally kind of came out of his shell and got going and got involved with some other things and got some things started, you know, what he would say now is looking back, it's one of the best things to happen to him. He discovered other things that he could do to earn a living and, and that he could do for himself. And, and ultimately, when things started recovering and he was offered a chance to go back to work with a promotion, everything, he turned it down because he was a lot happier with where he was now. And so, you know, I say all of that just to say this could be one of the best things to happen to us because maybe it gives us an opportunity 
just depending on what we do with this time. I personally, I made the decision to pause delivery work. I, um, I wrote about this yesterday. I'll put a link in the show notes, but, um, to me, this became, I think a good opportunity to ramp up a lot of my own plans, put a, put a, um, this became an opportunity to ramp up a lot of my own plans. So I put delivery on pause. I decided, uh, you know, starting with yesterday that, uh, I'm going to hold off on delivery. I may pick up a few deliveries every once in a while. Now, I stated back in episode 63, if you go to entrecourier.com slash 63, you can listen to that. But I said, you know what? I, f- I feel safe about doing delivery. And I do feel safe even still. But I take a heck of a lot of precautions too when I'm delivering. And uh, I'll put a link also to an article that I put in about things you can do to stay safe. I think you can be safe going out there and delivering. I think if you're very smart about the way you go about things, if you're very smart about the contact you have, contact with surfaces, contact with people, whatever, I think you can protect yourself. But um, ultimately, it's a personal decision. But here's the thing. You know, I also preach to remember your why. And you know, my personal reason for doing delivery is because it supports my ability to work on some other projects. I did write about that a little bit more in a recent article, and I'll put a link to that as well. But, you know, I've always known that the time's going to come where I'm going to scale back my delivery eventually because I can start scaling up some of these other projects. You know, the thing is that uh, these delivery apps all seem to have kind of opened the floodgates to allow a lot more drivers in. I'm sure part of it is because they figure there's going to be a huge increase in drivers. But, you know, it's, it's like all of a sudden the market is flooded with drivers. In my market, I'm noticing, again, a lot longer time in between deliveries. And even though I am seeing that the restaurants are getting busier and busier, and that's a really good thing, I am so glad to see that happening. But I'm also waiting longer between orders to get the next order. And so it's kind of like creating this uh, um, this flooded market. And so that was part of making that decision. I was asked on a Facebook page, I think uh, yesterday, somebody said, hey, what was the final straw then after I published that article? And for me, it was really a few things. You know, one, well, I felt a little more sense that, and I've, I've talked about this before, that I kind of feel like my, that my going out and doing delivery was serving a greater good. I felt good about that. I felt like I'm helping, maybe helping these restaurants, maybe helping keep a sense of normal out there. And uh, But I also had always felt like, you know what, if it gets to a point where maybe if, if my being out there delivering is keeping somebody else from delivering, if I don't necessarily need to go out and deliver, maybe maybe it's time to uh, step back. And so that was something that was happening. And the other thing is that uh, I've created for myself, it's it's a paid time off system. I talk about this a lot back in episode 30. You can go to entrecourier.com slash 30 to listen to that one. But, you know, if I need to take time off for illness, for whatever, for vacation, I could keep my income steady. And so between that and now with some of the stuff that's coming out with the stimulus package that I think finally got signed and or got uh, passed and is uh, expected to be signed, um, this was just the perfect opportunity to take more time on the things that I'm really passionate about without hurting my income as much. And so that was kind of my decision because to me, I see it as this is an opportunity. 
And that's what I really want to kind of encourage you to do is look at this, not so much as something to be scared of. Look at it as an opportunity. Maybe this is the chance to make that change. Maybe this is that chance to dive into something that you've always been wanting to dive into. Now, what can you do though? You know, there's a couple of things. One is you can look for other sources of income. And there are a lot of work from home opportunities out there. But you know, one thing you got to remember right now is that everybody else is looking for those same work from home opportunities. And so it's kind of like in the same way that the delivery market is being flooded by drivers right now, because that's one of those few things that people can still go out and do to make money. And, uh, you know, those work from home opportunities are going to be the same type of thing. Now I'll say that, you know, one of the best outlets that I've found for finding some of those freelance opportunities, there's a site, there's all sorts of different places out there. Uh, there is one in particular that is called app jobs and, uh, you can look into it by going to, um, entrecourier.com slash app jobs, A P P J O B S. And, uh, I'm, you know, for me, I'm a big fan of these one-stop options. If you can go one place and find a lot of alternatives, it saves you a lot of time. And that's why, like I do an affiliate thing with commercialinsurance.net, they work with a lot of different providers. And that's why I like app jobs because it's one source and it has a lot of opportunities. You can sign up for a lot of these delivery companies there. You can sign up for all sorts of other things there. So if you go to app, uh, entrecourier.com slash app jobs, what that will do is direct you over to their site. That is an affiliate link. And uh, I'll put a, you know, a, a physical link also in the show notes. But what that means is that if you do sign up for any of these opportunities through that, I might receive some compensation. And that basically just helps keep this website operating. But when you go to app jobs, what you're going to do is you'll select your city. You get a whole list of gig economy app-based opportunities. And a lot of those right now, of course, are ones that you probably aren't going to be able to take advantage of as much because everybody's kind of locked down. Everybody's staying home. And in some places, more than others, there's kind of that stay-at-home order in place. So that may not work as well on some of these. Like in Denver, I see some things for, you know, some caregiver work. And with them kind of clamping down a lot on people visiting older folks, that may be kind of scaled back. A lot of handyman opportunities, like they have a lot of different things listed through TaskRabbit, or there are things like assembling Ikea furniture. So there's a lot of different things you could do. There's dog walking, there's all sorts of stuff like that. But some of those are going to be limited right now. But there's also some home-based ones. You know, like I noticed when I click on Denver, they've got opportunities for helping do tax prep, for grading, for assignments. There's testing websites, there's taking surveys. You get a whole list, basically just just a whole bunch of different opportunities. And you can kind of scroll through those. And, you know, the first time you click on one, you'll create a profile. And then any other time that you want to click on something, it'll kind of insert that information. So it just makes it a lot quicker and more efficient to apply on some of these opportunities. But like I said before, you know, with everybody and their dogs sitting at home, and every once in a while, you might hear the dogs, my dogs barking in the background. I got a couple of very needy black labs lying around here. But the market for these opportunities could really be overwhelmed. So you might not find as much on those things. But that is an option. And sometimes maybe you find those and you can still scrape together enough to kind of help out. So that's something that you could look into. Go check out App Jobs. But folks, here's here's the thing that I really want to encourage you to do and to really just take a look, you know, find out is is this the opportunity to kind of move on from that gateway drug? 
Yeah, I say that often. I say this gig work could really be a great gateway drug into being, you know, full-blown entrepreneur, you know, because you find out when you do this delivery stuff that you love the freedom. You love not having a boss. That can be pretty special. There's no deadlines. There's no meetings. You get to make your own decisions when and where you work. You get to do all of that. And after a while, that kind of thing can be a little bit addictive, right? In my theme, you hear me say it at the end of every podcast is to be the boss, right? Well, I really recommend that people treat this like a business, but we all know that there's some things that, you know, no matter how much we want to look at it, it's not quite the same as actually starting your own business from the ground. You can't negotiate the fees. We're still tied to the app. We're still tied to what they offer us. There's still a certain amount of control by these delivery apps. And by the way, a lot of that control is probably what uh, landed Postmates into the spot that they just got into with the New York Supreme Court. But as long as you're working in a situation where the other party still has so much control over the circumstances, yeah, you're probably never going to totally get away from that. But the thing is, is when you get hooked on that independence and you get hooked on some of those parts about being self-employed, it really is addictive, isn't it? And that's why I call this a gateway drug, because you get that taste of freedom, but now you're ready for something a little more powerful, a little stronger, but hopefully in, in a much better way, you know, but even more freedom would be lovely. And if you ever wanted to just really dive in and get started with something, maybe this is the perfect opportunity to dive in. You know what I'm saying? But where do you start? And that, that absolutely completely depends on you. It depends on what do you love to do? What are you passionate about? Is there anything that you've ever thought, man, this is what I would really love to do. Maybe this is the time to start on that. You know, that's kind of what started me off on this whole delivery thing. And that's, that's what brought me into starting my other projects that I made the decision that it had to do with my why, you know, I think it's episode two where I dig into, you know, start with your why, what is it that, uh, that brings you into doing this? And for me, I had made this decision a while ago that with my passion for ministry with older adults that, you know what, if nobody, if there's not a job in that area, then I'm going to find other ways to get involved. And so this whole delivery thing is actually part of that because that's how I'm paying the bills. It's how I'm doing this stuff to get me going so that I can get started. And that led me into doing this website. And eventually, you know, maybe that this website might provide some income that helps offset delivery income. I can spend a little bit less time on delivery and more on Paradigm, which is my ministry project. And, and I'll put a link in there because I talked about that not that long ago in a uh, little section. I started this new thing on the blog where I've posted a few things called this delivery life. And uh, so I talk a little bit about that, about my specific reasons for going into this, how that got me in here and how some of this stuff is, you know, kind of plays into my decisions, you know, one to continue delivering, but more recently reasons that I'm pausing the delivery. Now, a lot of that thinking also was inspired by, there was a clip from Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, a lot of people know him as Gary V. But, uh, you know, he had a speech several years ago that kind of helped get him going, uh, that, that really kind of helped uh, gain some attention for him. And basically, he was just saying, you know what, find the things that you love to do. What is it that you love to do? Because you can find ways to make money on it. 
He used a little bit different language, but anyway, he said, you know what? If you love ALF in the old TV show, then start a blog on ALF. And if you love the Smurfs, he said, Smurf it up. And you know, that that's been kind of a, a key phrase or a, a well-known phrase for him. Smurf it up, find the things that you love to do. And some of this, you know what? It's going to take some thinking. It's going to take a lot of dreaming. It's going to take some soul searching, but maybe that's where you start. Maybe you start again with, really, you start with, what's your why? Is there something about your why? Is there something about the thing that gets you out delivering that's just screaming out, that's crying out, hey, there's something more you want to do with that? Where does that take you? And so I just want to ask you this question. Is this your opportunity? Maybe this is the time to listen to that. So smurf it up, you know? And you got to understand that usually a lot of things like that, they're not going to take off right away. Some people find ways to do it, but patience is huge. You know, with this website, I ran this completely out of my pocket for better than a year without any attempt to form, get revenue, kind of more trying to build an audience. And, you know, it was more than a year before I really added anything onto that. And it's still going to take some time before it's actually doing anything. I started doing some things that'll just kind of help pay some of the basic bills, but it's going to take a while before it does any of that. You know, I look at uh, Pete Albano, who he's got the uh, Paid to Drive YouTube channel. A lot of you are familiar with Paid to Drive. And, you know, Pete's closing in on now about 20,000 subscribers, but that didn't happen out of nowhere. And some people really love him. Some people don't care a whole lot. What I will tell you, though, is the guy has been incredibly consistent. And he's been doing this for a couple of years and it's that consistency, though, that has really made a difference. And, and it's helped build his audience. It's consistency in the way he relates with his audience. It's consistency in building a community. But every day, he's putting something out there. Every day, you know, he started doing a vlog that uh, um, he, was, he was committed to every day putting something on that. And uh, there were times he was sick as a dog, but he still found a way to get something up there. And the whole point of all of this, though, is it's really about patience and it's really about getting started because if Pete hadn't started when he did, he wouldn't be where he is now. If he hadn't been consistent, at some point, you've got to take that step. Entree Courier wouldn't be where it would, was if I didn't make the decision to dive in on the website and things like that. So you got to get started somewhere, you know? And the question is, you know, where do you find ideas then? You can start thinking about the things you love to do, but how do you do something with that? And the best thing that I can say there is you just find inspiration. You find people that are out there doing things and learn from them. And sometimes when you see some people thinking a little out of the box, when you see them doing a few different things, it starts to get you into that mindset too. And you start thinking, oh, hey, maybe there's something I could do here. So what I want to really say is, you know, first, just start the process, start thinking, start dreaming. What is it that you would love to do more than anything else? Now, I'm going to list three books that uh, I think they really helped me go forward. And so I'll have links on the website, or I'm sorry, on the show notes. I've got them in the associated blog post here. And, um, you know, I'll I'll remind you that uh, the links that I put up for, especially to Amazon, those are affiliate links, and those links do help kind of cover any commission I get when somebody buys something, it's it's like a few pennies or something, usually when it's a book. and uh, But every little bit sometimes helps keep this site operating. But three books that I want to mention real quick. I've mentioned a couple of them before, but 
I think they're very useful. And these three books maybe could help you get the wheels turning, you know. The first book is called 48 Days to the Work You Love by Dan Miller. Now, you can find that by going to entrecourier.com slash 48 days. It's 48-D-A-Y-S, no spaces or dashes or anything like that. And that'll that'll jump you over to uh, the Amazon link, or you can click on the show notes to the same the link I'll put there. But And it's by Dan Miller. And I think that Dan really, he started out... I, I get the sense that it actually kind of started out more as kind of a job hunting type book. And a lot of this stuff had to do as much with job searches. And you'll see a lot of stuff in the book that seems structured around that. But as he has kind of gone through this, and as I've listened to him over the years, he's he's also evolved a lot into really helping people find ways to turn your passion into a way of making income. And so, you know, what he's really doing is just trying to walk you through a process that can kind of help you, one, really hone in on what your passions are, and then two, start thinking about how can you do something with that to earn a living with that, to do the stuff that you love to do. And so I I found this, you know, it was, gosh, 10 years ago or so that I first started uh, reading his book. Um, it's probably been about 12, 14 years now. I just found it very useful and just kind of helping kind of build around what are the things that really matter to you and can you do something with that? So that's a good book to start with. I mentioned Pat Flynn's book also. Uh, his book is uh, called Let Go. And uh, you can go to entrecourier.com slash let go to get to that one. And that'll skip you right over to the Amazon uh, section for that. and Or click on the link in the show notes. And the same with uh, the next book I do too. But that was kind of, you know, it started with Pat's story about how he started off with going from a time of panic when he got laid off from his architect job and how he was able to turn that into something. And and actually, Pat is a fantastic resource if you really want to start building something. He's got a website called Smart Passive Income, and you can just Google Smart Passive Income and you'll find him right away. But, you know, he went from a time of panic about the current situation, which, you know, Kind of sounds familiar to a lot of us, right? But he was able to do a pivot into something that he loved doing and was incredibly profitable for him. So there's there's a lot of stuff that basically what Pat did is he kind of took his journey and uh, and laid it out there for other people so that they could kind of follow and learn from the things that he had learned as he's going. The third book is Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V. And that's, uh, you know, he's, he's the guy that did the Smurf It Up thing. And it's... Uh, uh, entrecourier.com slash crush it. No spaces or anything like that. It's just all one word. And Gary really delves into a lot of stuff about using your passions, but then also combining that with social media, a lot of stuff. If you check out his video, but you know, I found that he can be really good at just helping encourage you to really go out there and, and, you know, he's, he's as much about being practical as anybody. He's as much about patience as anybody. And, uh, he's about consistency and hard work and, and pouring yourself into stuff. And yet, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing that's paid off. Uh, he's planning to eventually try and buy the New York jets. And, um, I'm guessing he may be able to do that. And, and he's a guy that started out with absolutely nothing. But all three of these guys also have podcasts. So, you know, look them all up. Look up, uh, you know, Smart Passive Income podcast by Pat Flynn. Look up the Gary Vee podcast. Uh, look up Dan Miller and his podcast because I listen to all of them. I get a lot of good information. They've kind of helped me point to resources that I needed as I started growing some of the things that I'm doing. 
But these guys can all kind of give you a good way to get some ideas, get some thoughts, and figure out how you can start to turn your passions into something. Now, like I said earlier, some of the app jobs, like I mentioned earlier, they can be a way to kind of make some money. I wouldn't look into those as a long-term fix any more than I would delivery because you know everybody else is looking for the same things. But they can kind of help you get along. But what you may do is you find ideas that you might find some that bring in income right away. You might some of this stuff, a lot of this stuff isn't going to really do a whole lot right away. If you find something, let me know, because I'd love to hear what people have found, what they've been able to do. I'd love to kind of see where people have been able to grow from this. But the other side of it is, you know, there's some help coming with the stimulus package. There's going to be there's going to be some cash that's just going out to everybody. There's some expansion of unemployment income, and they are going to expand unemployment to include gig workers and to include some self-employed people that are affected by this. I don't know the details yet on things like, okay, delivery is still an option. So if you choose to stay home, either for safety reasons or to take advantage of opportunities or whatever, you know, would you qualify for any of that? I don't know. But those are things that I want to find out really before I say a whole lot more about how that package will will impact us. But there's there's a lot of help that's coming in, and some of that help is going to be able to offset some of this time off. So maybe use this time. Use this time to start digging into the things that you never really thought you had the time to dig into now. And what I'm really recommending is just take the opportunity, find the opportunity and take it. Explore your passions. Play the long game here. A lot of this stuff, it's going to take time before it really turns into anything, but it'll never turn into anything if you don't start. And maybe this is your opportunity to get started. And so the opportunity's there, folks. Maybe now is the time to pull the trigger on going after some of those dreams that you want to pursue. So let's get started, shall we? Folks, I want to thank you for coming back again. And uh, thank you for uh, just being a part of Courier Nation. And folks, if this podcast is helping people at all, can you share us? Can you spread the news on social media? Can you do reviews on uh, you know, iTunes or I guess it's Apple Podcasts now or any of those places where you can do reviews? Because that'll help people find us. And if we can help people find us, it's more people that we can kind of help take control of their business and everything. So... If this is helping you, please help us to find other people that we can help as well. Thank you. One last thing that I'm going to ask you that I always ask at the end is please just take control. You know, something about this pandemic that it just makes us feel so out of control, but there's still a lot that you can take control. And so do that. Start asking yourself, how can you take the reins on life? Take control. Go out there and be the boss. 